It's a wild conversation. We are back with Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Good morning. Good morning. Now, when you sent us your notes today uh, about what we were going to talk about, because Manita's so good with that, she says this is yep. what I want to address. Very prepared, yeah. She, uh, there were simply two words, palm oil. But no, no, there was more than that. But there was palm oil, and I didn't realize that this was even an issue. I, To be honest, I don't even know what palm oil is. It's the it, it's when your hands get all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the case. No. no. Um, so, palm oil. What? Why are we talking about this? Why do you Why do you want to talk about this? You seem pretty intense over this. Yeah, and it's so funny to me that you guys say that you are not familiar with palm oil because I feel like palm oil was a hot topic two years ago. <laughs> so. Mm. You guys are, are, are kind of behind of the time oh here. So maybe for anyone like myself, what is palm oil? Okay, first let me ask you guys a question. Do you think you have utilized palm oil today? Today? Uh, ooh, maybe. Mm, okay, okay, so I would think uh, in, in, would it be in a, in, it wouldn't be in cream, would it? Like for coffee? Oh, it, it might. Hmm. What about mites? So hopefully by um, our discussion at the end of today, you'll have a better understanding of what palm oil is. Okay. And, uh, you know, the fact that you don't know whether or not you use it on a daily basis is really important to what we're going to be talking about okay. today. So so let me let me start with this, Seminita, because I, and I, I don't want to ramble, but I'm trying to find a soap alternative for the grocery store stuff because I don't want the plastic. I don't want the overpackaging. Uh, I don't want all the chemicals. So I found this soap manufacturer out of Mill Bay on the island, and it's just nice little bar of soap. comes in a, in a cardboard box, so there's no plastic, and uh, it seemed pretty innocuous. Um and I said this, and it's not that expensive. It's like you know, four bucks for a bar of soap, which isn't bad for the you know that sort of thing. But when I was reading the ingredients, it's 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 made out of palm oil. So soap, right? right? Yeah, palm soap. oil. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. I guess I shouldn't be using this, eh? Well, see, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it today because I think when society realizes that something is not necessarily good people are quick to make the decision that, oh, we should boycott it and not use it. But is that necessarily the right choice? Okay. Okay. So okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's maybe let's, delve into this palm oil topic a little yeah. bit more, and we'll answer some of your questions, hopefully. Okay, so, so like Jess said, what is it? So palm oil is obtained from the fruit of an African palm tree, and right now it is the most widely produced edible oil. Okay, so when we think of palm oil, like right now, Malaysia and Indonesia are the largest producers of palm oil, accounting for almost 90% of the world production. And when you think of Malaysia and Indonesia, what kind of environment do you think of? Uh, Rainforest. Yeah, jungle. Yeah. Rainforest, right, exactly. But are palm plants part of a rainforest? Uh, I don't, I'm going to say no. No, you're right, Jess. They are actually an introduced cash crop. Okay. Yeah, so let's, you know, if you think about why is it bad that palm production is being done in rainforests. 
Well, we've established that there's a demand for palm oil globally. Right. The, the production over the last 20 years has increased 15-fold. So that's that's quite quite a large increase. Right. So what what would we find palm oil in other than this beautiful bar of soap that I found from Mill Bay? And now you have to dispose of. So, I mean, it's practically in everything. You're like you mentioned soap, shampoo, makeup, like lipstick. Oh, yes. Uh, has palm oil. Um a lot of the foods that you eat on a daily basis has palm oil. The tricky part is it it doesn't necessarily always list palm oil on the label it goes by many other different names so you just kind of have to really educate yourself on being a smart shopper in this instance can you give us some examples of what kind of food it would be in uh like granola bars energy bars uh that kind of thing like a a lot of the the pre-packaged items that we would purchase right so processed yeah processed stuff okay yeah exactly Oh man, I had a I had a I had a Cliff Bar yesterday. You're failing miserably already. <laughs> know, so Soap, Cliff, Cliff Bar, well, Chris. that's not necessarily bad though. Oh, okay. Not necessarily bad. No, okay. What is so bad about it though? And why okay. do we care so, so much? The palm in oil industry basically clear cuts rainforest right. for palm oil plantations. So they're removing habitat for endangered species like orangutans, clouded leopards, rhinoceroses, um, but not only the native species, the, um, sorry, not over the, only the endangered species, but the native flora and fauna as well. So now where rainforest once stood, you have monocultures of palm oil trees. Mm. Is that what we were seeing, you know, like several months ago in the, was it the Amazon rainforest and it was all on fire? Is that kind of like a palm oil plant, basically? Well, or what they were trying that, to bring in there and cut down the, the rainforest? Yeah, so unfortunately, a lot of uh, the producers that uh, after clearing the rainforest will use burning practices um, to clear the land after. So rainforests, um, are, you're, you're burning um, peatland, so it's very... Um, it's very rich soil. It's, it's soil that absorbs a lot of moisture. So this action actually releases a lot, of the, a lot of carbon into the atmosphere, and it contributes to climate change. So not only does the burning release a lot of carbon, it contributes to the loss of rainforest and the loss of peat. And rainforest and peat are actually huge carbon sinks and absorb a lot of the carbon from the atmosphere. So by by doing practices like controlled burning, it's not necessarily the best thing for the environment or for the world, for that matter. This is a wild conversation with Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And that's why they always say that the rainforest is basically the Earth's lungs. Yes, exactly. It it it, it drives everything. It soaks in all the carbon, it releases oxygen to the atmosphere, it, it really helps, uh, you know, cycle, cycle the air. Okay. Oh. This makes me so sad. I know. <laughs> you know, I, and it also makes you want to be more conscious and, and start reading packages of some of the products that we're buying day to day. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that's the whole point of, of a lot of our, our conversations is, is to make our guests more aware so you can make smarter choices to, to help the environment. Okay. So what are the impacts? Um, I mean, obviously, if we're taking away the lungs, as Jess said, I mean, that's, that's obvious. Or what are the other impacts of this kind of irresponsible farming? So deforestation is a huge one. Um, we're seeing an incredibly high rate of tropical rainforest loss. Just to quantify it a little bit for you, um, in Borneo, 6 million hectares of old-growth forests um, were destroyed over the last 17 years. So it's a 14% uh, decrease, oh, which wow. is a little bit alarming. Are they, are they doing any of this like closer to home here? Uh, it's mostly in Borneo and Sumatra. Uh, it's expanded into uh, Africa a little bit, but uh, you, you really need that tropical environment. Mm. So we just don't have the climate here to do that. No, obviously our rainforests are much different than the rainforests there. And, and, yeah, exactly. And just just to back up a little bit, like when we think of this this tree, it's not a it's not a palm tree like you'd find on Sunset Boulevard. That's what this I'm is, picturing, like yeah, a palm tree. This is this is different right oh no it looks it looks very similar oh it looks very similar yeah it looks like a fancy palm that you'd see it and you're like oh i'm in heaven because you're thinking you're on a tropical vacation so not you can't get this oil from any kind of palm tree it's strictly this this one kind so it's strictly the palm oil plant Mm. because these ones produce little berries you don't get the big coconuts like we typically think of when we think of a, a palm tree right okay yeah so this has uh, some fairly significant effects on endangered species. And uh, since we're talking to a zoologist, we are going to cover that in part two of A Wild Conversation, which is up right after this. Experience the wonders of nature at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Come explore a beautiful open-air park with over 120 acres. Connect with nature and support local conservation efforts. Get closer at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Visit gvzoo.com. We are back with part two of A Wild Conversation with Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And this week we are discussing palm oil. And it's pretty important to know... uh, about palm oil and the effects that it have on endangered species. Yeah. So what would they be? Like what what uh, so like what are some of the main species that would be endangered mm-hmm. with with palm oil? So the Bornean and Sumatran orangutan, uh Borneo and Sumatra are the only islands in the world where wild orangutans oh, exist. Wow. I love and orangutans. They are incredibly dependent on uh, rainforests. They rely on the old growth forest to nest and rear their young, and they spend a lot of time high up in these old growth trees. So you can imagine if all this old growth is is cleared and you replace it with palm oil, well, it's not very useful to to these orangutans, oh, right? That makes me so and, sad. Yeah, and both uh, both populations are actually endangered. The Bornean is endangered, and Sumatran are critically endangered. Now, are the orangutans are they the orange? Yes, yes, they are. They're quite large, beautiful faces. The yeah. Bornean has this amazing giant disc face. It's, it's gorgeous. Do you have any orangutans at the Greater Vancouver Zoo? No, uh, as far as grade eights go, we just have yellow baboons. Mm. Um, elephants as well? Elephants. 
So here's the interesting thing. When I started uh, researching um, palm oil, I had no idea there was such a thing as a pygmy elephant. There is a Bornean pygmy elephant. How cute can you imagine this yeah. elephant must be? Well, I'm thinking of the North American house hippo right now. <laughs> so obviously, it's not. <laughs> so is it, is, is, it, is it the same size as a, a normal elephant? No, it's roughly about, like, I think it stands only five feet tall at, at its shoulder, so it's quite a bit smaller. It is a more predominantly forest elephant, mm. so does rely heavily on these tropical forests. There is also a Sumatran elephant as well, so both are, are critically endangered, and uh, nearly 70% of their habitat has been lost, and nearly 50% of their populations have been lost since 1985 because of all of the loss of the rainforest. Mm. What about tigers? Tigers, yeah. So there is the Sumatran tiger, again, another critically endangered species. Um, Fewer than 400 individuals are remaining in the wild. Mm. We do also have the Sumatran rhino, which is critically endangered, and there's only about 100, 100 of those guys left, and they're the most endangered large mammal in the world. Not only do they have to worry about, you know, their habitat being taken away from them, but what about poachers? Yeah, so basically loss of habitat drives them into high human use areas. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. we see a lot of um, human wildlife conflict. So, you know, poaching I don't think is, Poaching for the use of parts isn't a big issue here, but uh, you have conflicts between the palm oil plantation workers and these large megafauna. Um, So to keep them out of the palm plantations, they often use illegal snares or poison to wipe out entire herds. So, you know, you can just imagine these endangered species, not only do they have to to face um, loss of habitat, loss of area to rear their young, loss of food sources. Now they have the added threat of the conflict with humans. Mm. Not easy for them. So uh, we talked about my soap um, and, and, and one of the other reasons why I was interested in this is because it's locally made in Mill Bay so there's less of a carbon footprint. I mean there's so many things that may went into my decision for this purchase and I know it sounds like well you're thinking a lot about a bar of soap. I mean get a life but um, these sorts of things are important uh, certainly to our family. So what, what, what do I do? Should I not, should I not buy this soap because it's made primarily of palm oil. Okay, so let's let, let's consider that. Let's consider palm oil compared to other oil crops. Okay. Okay, so palm oil produces four to ten times more oil per acre than any other crop, so like soy or canola oil would. Okay. So in this way, palm oil can be more environmentally friendly because less land is needed to produce the same amount of oil. Right. Okay, and then let's also think of, you know, unfortunately, most of our, our rainforests are in areas where there are third world countries, so uh, the economy is not doing as great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the palm oil industry, it employs millions of people, so it does boost the economies in the, in the area. Okay. So there are two different types of plantations. Uh, there are 
certified sustainable plantations mm. and uncertified plantations. So if we think about the certified plantations and what they're doing for the local com- community in that area, you know, it employs um, thousands of workers. It gives them access to decent housing, decent wages, schools, and to health care. Whereas uncertified ones, they're not being regulated, so we don't know what conditions the workers and their families right. are yeah. working in. So right. how, how do we how do we find out whether it, it's certified? Is it, yeah. is it as simple as me sending an email to this company and saying, "Hey, where did you get your palm oil from?" Yeah. Well, we'll go to one of my favorite things: apps. Okay. <laughs> there are some apps that uh, you can download. Um, there is a palm oil shopping app, and it's just basically called Sustainable Palm Oil Shopping App. Um, and it has one of the QR code scanners. So you can actually scan a barcode and it will bring up um, whether or not the, the palm oil used in this uh, product is certified. Wow. Really? It's e- as easy as an app. I wrote it down because I really want to download it. Yeah. Because and talking to you, you know, I mean, you try to be as conscious as you can about some of these things, but it's so difficult to know the right avenue to take. So if we have an app like this, it makes it a little bit easier. And if everyone kind of like, you know, took their time to really do their part to, you know, do a little bit better with this, it's just it's handy to have. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a matter of educating yourself on the right. issue and just making smart choices, right? Yeah. It seems um, it seems so hard to make, the, you know, because the, consci- the right conscious decision. Yeah, because you you think you're doing the right thing, and then like again with this, I keep coming back to this soap. But you know, like when you when you first presented this as a topic, I went, oh no, what are you talking? Oh, you know, and you get it gets frustrated. It, it all, sometimes I almost feel like I just want to give up. I say, you know, screw it. I'll just yeah. you know go back to the easy way and use plastic bags and blah. You know, it's so difficult. It feels like it's so difficult to do the right thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, One symbol that really stands out in my mind is the Rainforest Alliance certified Mm. symbol. Yeah, I've seen that one before. It's the one, like if you drink red rose tea, it's very predominant. It's the one, it's got like a green circle with a picture of a frog in it. Right. Yep. So that is a good um, symbol to look for. Okay. Because they... um, they purchase from uh, sustainable companies. They also work closely with companies in India and around the world that are the largest market for palm oil to ensure that their supply chains are traced back to mills that are certified. Okay. So they're doing a lot of good things. So if we just, uh, when we're shopping, look for these symbols that we know and um we trust, right. then they're already making the choices for us, so we know we can trust that label and that brand. Right. I know we're, we're very conscious of that when we buy our coffee. And, and we, we, you know, we're able to spend a little bit more for coffee, but we definitely want fair trade, and we want the, yeah, yeah the Rainforest, what is it, Rainforest Certified? Is that? Yeah, Rainforest Alliance Certified. Rainforest Alliance Certified, yeah. And that's yeah. just simply looking for the green kind of circle with a frog on it. Exactly. Perfect. There is also um, the Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil, 
So, and actually on their label, it says Certified Sustainable Palm Oil, um, and the acronym is RSPO. But I haven't seen that one around uh, in North America anyways while while shopping. So I think the Rainforest Alliance is a better one to look for. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fantastic information, huh? Uh, Every time I talk to you, my mind is blown about something. Yeah. (laughs) You just know so much. Like, how do you remember how to walk with all that information in your head? (laughs) Don't you just kind of tip over every once in a while? It's just things that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. You can totally tell, yeah. Yeah. And and, and I think it's really worth mentioning that maybe you wouldn't think that uh, visiting the Greater Vancouver Zoo, you, you, you know, it's not just about, you know, looking at. Animals, animals and you know and walking stuff. around there's, the zoo there's so much more to learn yeah i mean yeah. And i think this is the whole point of the wild conversation with you too mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and that's that's what we want to do we just want to engage in conversations with our guests to just get them thinking outside of the box and get them thinking about things and uh, ways that they can make small differences in everyday life yeah and with the weather heating up i uh, expect that you uh, anticipate a lot more guests through the gates in the in the next couple of weeks yeah when the weather is nice uh we are full yeah. <laughs> we have uh two quite large parking lots at the zoo and we're having to have staff members direct traffic in the parking lots because it's just been so busy oh that's well that's excellent news that's though news. that's great that's really great to hear yeah because i yeah. mean you know covid just messed up everything so it's nice to hear the recovery is going quite well yes yes exactly how is the front entrance coming along because i know there's still work being done to that yeah, actually, the roof is up. the The walls are coming together. It's it's progressing quite quickly. We're really starting to see the shape of the building now, so it's very exciting for us. Fantastic. Well, Manita, thanks again for 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 the education, dropping a knowledge bomb on yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, just the thing to remember is, don't be afraid of palm oil. Just be smart when you're purchasing item products with palm oil. Noted. This has been a wild conversation with Manita Prasad from the Greater Vancouver Zoo.